You know, one of the principles of life I've learned over the years is that sometimes we have to enlarge our minds to tune into and listen to something that normally we're not that interested in or that we may not even agree with. Over the years, I used to start reading books. And then if I picked up things in that writer, maybe they don't believe in the Holy Spirit or the power of God, I just shut the book and think, I'm not going to not going to listen to your nonsense. I don't agree with you. Until I read a statement somewhere along the line saying, if you want to grow, you've got to expose your mind even to things that you don't agree with. Because in the midst of all of that, there'll be some truths that you can actually receive. And so I've now, I will now read uh, different people and speakers or, or whatever that I don't necessarily agree with that much, but knowing that with an open mind, I'm far more able to receive. And I, I get out of my narrow channel of thinking. You know, so often we become narrow-minded because we only want to hear what we agree with. But sometimes we need someone to smack it on each side and knock out the barriers, expand our minds so we can embrace more of the fullness of everything God has got for us. And my message is going to be down that line for you this morning. But I wonder how many of you as you sit here today, you're facing a challenge uh, a difficult circumstance that just stubbornly won't go. It may be with your health or your finances or relationship, it could be your marriage, background issues, and it robs you of peace, it robs you of joy, it makes it harder to serve God, harder to get to church. It just, you know, really messes with you, with your life. And, you know, when all else is failing, there is one spiritual weapon uh, that we find in the Bible that can overcome the toughest adversity. And it's what so many in the Bible turn to. And so many in history have turned to with often staggering and at times unbelievable results. And I've seen it in my own life. I'm talking about fasting. Fasting and prayer. You know, we know, how many of you know prayer is powerful? You know, but when you add fasting to prayer, it takes the power of your prayer to an exponentially higher level. And you will see things happen in your life that you would not otherwise see without the fasting. For example, my dad, 59 years a Hindu, goes diagnosed with a terminal condition, three weeks to live. You know, nothing on the planet could get through to him until me and my wife and others, we set ourselves to intensive prayer and fasting. We smashed down every opposition, every Hindu spirit was broken in Jesus' name, and he gave his life to Jesus Christ. He was saved. Friends, but um, what I'm saying is that nothing else, I believe, would not, could have done it. And that's just the way it is with some things in our lives. It's going to take fasting for us to break through. It's a lethal combination. When you begin to pray and fast, I'm telling you, it causes panic and distress in the enemy's camp. It, the, the devil gets really troubled because he knows things are going to happen. In fact, you will give the devil a splitting migraine. It's one spiritual discipline that the devil will fight you tooth and nail to make sure you don't get this into your life. He's terrified that you're going to tune in and really capture this. And so even as I'm speaking, some of you are going to start falling asleep. Can you just give the person next to you a bit of a, a nudge right now? Because there's some will already be asleep because the devil, the spirit of sleep has come upon some, you see. Others of you are going to get so hungry that it's almost unbearable. Like, you know, think, oh man, I've just got to get to the bakery now. You know, and, and you just, you, you're, you're going to feel tormented with him. It's just the devil. It's just the devil. And then others of you are going to get agitated and, and angry. And there's already a number of you have said to yourselves, I knew I wasn't meant to come this morning. 
I don't want to hear the message on prayer and fasting. So you're angry already. Well, guess what? The doors are locked. <laughs> We've tripled the security today. And should you venture outside, you'll find there's a flat tire waiting for you. <laughs> We've got this baby covered, all right? All right. But it's all for your good. Because <laughs> we want to bless you with fasting because it's going to change your life. All right? So you're not here by chance. Yeah, God wanted you to hear this message. He really did. If you're a visitor from outside, God wanted you to hear this message because he wants to bless you and he wants to change your life and he wants to give you breakthroughs. So we're calling the church to 10 days of prayer and fasting. There it is, right there, 10 days from th Tuesday through to the following Thursday. And if you need a breakthrough in your life, something stubbornly won't go, why don't you just join us? But we're focusing on New Zealand and beyond for a, a spiritual awakening to go across our nation, for God to fill the trust and reader and also to unlock the floodgates of registrations. 10 days prayer and fasting will make a massive difference in your life and also to New Zealand and beyond. So God's spoken to us about an upper room experience for New Zealand bond. So this is what we're expecting. Come with me to Acts chapter 2, and you're going to get the Tarkbana version of Acts. Everyone else has a version, don't they? So why can't I have my version? So here we go, Acts chapter 2. When the day of Pentecost, March 23 to 25, had fully come, they were all with one accord in the trust arena. It's a prophecy. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole trust arena where they were sitting. There appeared to them divided tongues as a fire, and one sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. I've told the song leaders that during conference, I may well step in partway through a set or at any time where we feel that the Holy Spirit is starting to move and to break out in our midst and to be fully expectant that some sets will not be sung entirely. And even though some of the musicians may have spent 20, 30, 100 hours getting some song perfectly right, unfortunately, it may not even be sung. But they're not going to be angry about it because the reason they're practicing is to bring the presence of God. The reason they're practicing is they want an outbreak of the Holy Spirit. So we're going after this, friends, and we're going to believe God for it. I don't know how many of you were here last Sunday night in that great message on the creative power of expectation. If you didn't get it, get the copy, get a DVD, listen to it. Because what you anticipate in your life basically determines a great deal of your future. And so we're anticipating the outbreak of God at New Zealand and beyond. And if enough of us can anticipate it together, it will create, uh, the power of creative uh, power will be there to, to make this thing actually come to pass and happen. It's actually another word for faith. We're also having this uh, creative expectation that God's going to bring thousands of people into the trust arena. As we have that anticipation, we actually create the response and God is going to be able to uh, satisfy the cry of our hearts. And one of the keys to that, of course, is prayer and fasting. Unger's Dictionary actually defines fasting and originally meant to cover one's mouth. What happens when you cover your mouth? You can't eat. That's what it originally meant. And also it means you can't speak. I wonder if Matthew 4.4 4 is a 
veiled reference to fasting. When Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone, in other words, fasting, cut out the bread, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. In other words, you hear the voice of God. So fasting will help you to hear God's voice. If you need a word from God in your life right now, in your situation, circumstance, fasting will position you for it. The word may not come during the fast, it may come afterwards. <coughs> There's actually many ways to fast. How many of you know what food you can actually eat while fasting? Fast food. Of course, none of you are into fast food in this church. I know you're sort of more dignified and into just salads most of the time, which is wonderful. But there's many ways to fast. You can fast for 10 days, 7 days, 3 days. One day you may fast 3 days twice. You may fast a meal a day. Hey, look, it doesn't matter. You, you choose. I just encourage everyone to do something. Get this weapon into your spiritual armor and arsenal because you're going to cause havoc to the devil. And he's gonna, you're going to be a real threat to his kingdom. But what I would say is the more you do the hard yards, based on who you are and your circumstances, the more you're going to see powerful results. Now, for some people sitting here today, to do a day would be almost unbelievably hard. Well, that's a hard yard. That may be the equivalent to someone else doing 10 days. So it depends on who you are, your circumstance, your background. Obviously, if you have a mental condition and can't fast, well, then that's fine. But what I would suggest for you folk is fast from something else. Fast from TV, fast from social media, fast from reading the newspapers, fast from something so you can give yourself to a bit more time in prayer. So I've called this message fast forward, fast forward. Do you know why? Because when you pray and fast, it is guaranteed to move you forward faster. You know the old days, or well, the DVD players have it, you know, and then the old cassettes, you know, they'd have fast forward. Anyone remember those? Some of you may still have one of those, and you put fast forward, and it goes, you know, usually go like that, and go, and, and man, like fast forward, it was like, it still takes forever to get to the end. But the point of fast forward is you get from point A to B faster, all right? And when you pray and fast, you get from point A to point B faster than you would otherwise. If you want to, you'll get your breakthrough faster than you would otherwise. Your relationship life will get better faster than otherwise. Your finances, your, your career, push, get into prayer and fasting and press the fast forward button on your life. I believe that my life is on fast forward right now. Church Unlimited is on fast forward right now. God is just moving us forward rapidly, expanding left, right, and center. I mean, he, it's like he pushed that button, and it's almost like you push the fast forward button, go, go, go. But one of the reasons, I believe, friends, is we've been fasting and praying for 28 years here in this place for God to move and do these things. And then I look at the, suddenly realize in September 18, we're going to be UK and beyond. And I think, how on earth did that ever happen? Fast forward. You want to ramp up to another gear? I believe fasting and praying is one of the great keys to it. Didn't you know that Hindus have holy days when they fast? You know, my mum was a Hindu and she would go with, uh, she was basically, well, somewhat of a vegetarian most of her life. And that was an issue. She'd have some days where she'd do some partial fasting as a Hindu. Buddhists have holy days where they fast. A major pillar of Islam, you, got to, you, have, you must fast 30 days nonstop, morning till night, in the month of Ramadan. 
And Islam is growing across the globe, expanding. Why? Because fasting is powerful. Fasting works. Friends, if the Buddhists and the Hindus and people of Islam are fasting for their faith and religion, is it reasonable to say that as Christians we also should fast and release the power of God so that the greatest, strongest, most powerful religion that overtakes the entire world is Christianity that believes in the one true living God whose name is Jesus, who is King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Surely that is only a reasonable thing for us to do if these others can put their hands to the plow and do the sacrifice of fasting. Matthew 4 verse 2, when he had fasted Jesus 40 days and 40 nights, afterward he was hungry. I read that and I thought, Jesus? Like, why do you have to fast? Come on, you're God. You're in an open heaven. You can call legions of angels to help you. You have all power. This is crazy. Jesus, come on, give us a break. You don't need to fast. But obviously he did, otherwise he wouldn't have. Why did he have to fast? Because as a man, God in the flesh, but man, in order to see the devil was going to come against him with intensity. And I think he had to fast in order to be able to win the victory in that situation. I think he needed to fast. This is my suggestions. We obviously had to fast, otherwise he wouldn't have done it. He had to, in order to fulfill his calling and destiny, to get to the cross and not be sidetracked or distracted, I, I, I want to suggest that he needed this power of God, this fasting to, to lift him to that ability to, to break through. And also the other thing is I think he, he wanted to establish a model for us to follow. Did you know that before Jesus ever preached a sermon, before he ever healed a sick person, before he ever launched into his public ministry, he fasted and prayed for 40 days? Wow. I reckon that's a good model, friends, for all of us to follow. And then, of course, he had just this amazing, amazing success. If you want to be used by God in your life, in your business, in your career, in your sport, whatever it might be, I want to recommend that you do some fasting and praying and get the power of God working on your behalf. You see, friends, to have an impact for God, can I put it this way? Sometimes you just have to have seasons in the wilderness. Jesus was in the wilderness, 40 days, fasting, praying. Was that hard? You bet it was hard. Did he get hungry? The Bible says he got, it was really, really tough to do it, really hard to do it. In the wilderness. I don't know if you're like me, I have a, a lazy girl at home. Some people call her lazy boy, but I've changed the name because I think it's sexist and it's not right to call it lazy boy. So I have a lazy girl at home. It's not Adrian. I'm not talking about Adrian, all right? Don't get me wrong there. I just love my lazy girl. I'm on it a lot of the time more than I should be because I just like a, a comfortable life. I have the remote controls left and right. Wife brings me peeled grapes and still dreaming of that rubs my back and looks after me, you know. But I just, I just love the comfort. Any, anyone like me? Is it, is, am I the only carnal person? Here? One other Indian, he's Indian too, yeah. <laughs> I 
So that's what I love. Fasting? Ten days? Go in the wilderness? <laughs> Give me a break. I don't want to do that. Nor do you. Unless you want God to move powerfully in your life, in your family, in your finances, in your relationships, to see breakthroughs that are otherwise impossible, then you go into the wilderness, you know, and you do the hard yards because the result is worth it. So when Jesus is praying and fasting, guess what? The devil turns up. When you fast in front, I tell you, the devil's going to turn up. So if you decide to fast on Tuesday, when you get to work on Monday, wherever you work, you're going to find that your favorite chocolate bars are sitting on your desk, you know, crying out to me, eat me, eat me, eat me, eat me. Do any of you also have a pantry that when you open it up, that biscuits jump out at you and attack you? I mean, I get attacked all the time. I get severely attacked by ice cream. It really, I mean, it's so bad. I've I, I, I I got to fast and pray to rebuke the ice cream attacking me. And uh, anyway, it's going to happen. Or else what's going to happen is your boss, he's never done it before, but on Tuesday he's going to take the whole staff out for a five-course meal at the Sky Tower. And you're going to say, no, I can't go because I'm praying and fasting. You will say that, won't you? You're going to say, I can't, but I can't come. You know, or else, you know, the lunch table is going to be, you know, on the table there's going to be fried chicken and pizza and chocolate and apple pie and you're fasting. That's sad, eh? You're going to really miss out. I remember I was fasting once at Church Unlimited a number of years ago. I looked out of my window and I saw one of our church members. He's down by the cafe. He was eating a barbecued sausage with a piece of bread and mustard and tomato sauce on the top. I think he had two of them. Could have been three. I was so angry. I was going to get a brick. I was going to bail. I was going to walk down there and bail it out. So instead of doing that, I just kept my phone out. And I took a few photos. Click, 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 click. I faced it on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. It went around the whole globe. So I said, look at this man refusing to... That's just a joke, by the way. I never did that. <laughs> hey, but don't try me. All right? If I catch any of you eating in the next 10 days, I will have my camera ready, all right? Okay. The devil turns up when you start fasting and praying. But hey, look, Acts 13, verse 1 and 2, it's going to come up for you, but this is interesting. Paul is fasting and praying, okay, in, in Antioch. And the Holy Spirit says, separate me, Paul and Barnabas. And they were launched into their ministry. When you fast and pray, you begin to discover God's assignment for your life. If you're not sure of his assignment, if you're not sure exactly, you know, you know in the future there's, God's got some stuff for you, but you, it's sort of a bit vague. Fasting and praying will help you discover God's assignment for you. David said in Psalm 35 verse 13, I've humbled myself with fasting. 1 Peter 5 verse 6 says, Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time. Listen, you cannot humble yourself with fasting and not be exalted. Impossible. The Bible says, humble yourself. One of the best ways is fasting. God will do things in your life that will blow your mind. Because <laughs> that's the season that we're in. Where God's going to do the extraordinary on our, in our lives. You see, I'm going to insult you for a few minutes, all right? Is that all right? Can I just insult you? You see, God's got things for you to do, all right? But you, seriously, you are just not smart enough. You're not wise enough. 
You're not intelligent enough. You don't have the strength. You don't have the, the, the capability. Seriously, forget it. You, you, you've got stuff for you, but you can't do it unless you get God on board to help you. Then everything changes. You see, you, you cannot fulfill your future in God without God increasingly empowering you, helping you, strengthening you, working in your life. I am a, a great example that the things that I'm doing today, seriously, is way beyond my IQ. Some of you know that, don't you? Anyway, it's way beyond my gifts, way beyond my abilities, beyond my strength, beyond my wisdom. It is, I, I, I'm more shocked than anyone at the things that God is doing in and through me and Churchill Limited and in and through you. I'm shocked. But the reason it's happening, friends, is through one thing is through prayer and fasting and other things. I think sacrifice and other things as well. But through prayer and fasting, I've got God on board with me. So he lays out, this is what I want you to do. I think, God, I can't do it. I've got to get you on board. I pray and fast. And then God just begins to do amazing things through my life because me and God are an unstoppable force. Me and God, the possibilities are unlimited. And the same is true of you. And I want to encourage you, get God on board with your life, with your calling, with your family, with your ministry, with any area of your life. Get God on board and watch what God will do through your life. You will see the extraordinary. You will see the amazing. Hey, look, if, if God is with you, you should be a, a streaks ahead of the person next to you at your office who doesn't have Jesus with them. The person next to you in the workplace, the other people around you, you should be miles ahead of them because you have the God factor working on your behalf. Get God on board to join you and enable you and strengthen you and see what God will do. It says in Matthew 6, when you give, when you pray, when you fast, these are three biggies. When you give, uh-huh, when you pray, right, when you fast, anyone in this auditorium that will give generously, pray often, engage in fasting, you will see things happen in your life that will astound you. They're the three biggies. Forget about all the rest of the teaching in the Bible, if you like. Well, don't, but you know what I mean. Grab those three, because Jesus says it himself. You capture those three. A lot of people never win the battle on those three. But if you can, wow, it will change your life forever. And you will see things that blow your mind. Fast forward. Fast forward. We're on fast forward. God wants you to be on fast forward. Luke chapter 2 is really interesting, 37 and 38. It talks here about Anna. Anna is in the temple. She's 84 years old. She's a widow. And she's, spending, she's fasting day and night. Now imagine she must have left the temple. She couldn't be living there, I wouldn't think. But she's obviously fasting all the time. Fasting continually. Often. Fasting often. Do you know what happened? Listen. It positioned her for the greatest moment in her life. She would actually hold the Christ child 
in her hands. Commentators say that. In her hands. And she would have the revelation that this was the redeemer of the world. Through prayer and fasting, you position yourself for the greatest moments of your life. Do you know that your greatest moments are not behind you? That the greatest moments, I don't care if you're five or 105. I don't care if you have a good crop of hair or whether you have none. It doesn't matter. Your greatest moments of your life are ahead of you. Is anyone up for that in this place? Your greatest moments, friends. The greatest moments for Church Unlimited are ahead of us. The greatest moments for my life, I know without a shadow of doubt, are ahead of me. Not just one, but many, many, many great moments of my life. The greatest moments for Helen's life are ahead of her. Girl, watch. You watch. Tim as well. He's got the tractor that will remove the boulders out of the way. All right? God's got the tractor. Greatest moments of our lives. Umesh, the greatest moments of your life are still ahead of you. They're not past. They're ahead of you. Friends, it's true for every one of us. And prayer and fasting will position us. It just puts us in the right place for those amazing moments with God. When you're fasting, your stomach complains. It says, you're killing me. I'm going to die. You can't do this to me. But the good part is that fasting rids your body of gunk, of toxins, cleanses the body. I'm your fasting coach. Listen to me. All right? Your stomach, here's the good part. Your stomach shrinks. Anyone would like that here? He's too scared to raise your hands. I could raise some hands for you. No, just kidding. Just a joke. Just a joke. I'm talking about myself. I, I need to, mm, yeah. It's a bit of excess there at times. All right, so it's, your stomach shrinks. The doctor says the body goes into ketosis. Everyone say ketosis. Yeah, it goes into ketosis. What that means is it breaks down the fat cells. The fat cells. See, when you go, when you get, your reason you get so hungry is because you're fat cells. You're fat. Fat cells. Fat. You know what I mean? You know what I'm talking about, eh? Your fat cells. When you're fasting, your fat cells are dying by the minute. That's ketosis. They're dying. So when you're fasting, you say, yes, there goes another fat cell. There goes another fat cell. And you're going to end up slim like, I don't know, choose somebody. <laughs> I'm not, this is true. All right? Get some ketosis going. Fast and pray and slim up. Awesome. Matthew 17, 21. Epileptic boy. The disciples try and deliver him. They couldn't. Jesus comes along, casts a demon out, and then he says this. This kind does not go out except by prayer and fasting. There are some things that won't move in your life without prayer and fasting. Just some things. Many things will, but there are some things that just won't go. That's if it's possible for you to fast. Of course, if you medically can't fast, then God can give you other ways of getting your breakthrough. When all else fails, it's time to fast and pray. Step into fast forward. 2 Chronicles 7.14 If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face, turn from their wicked ways, 
Then will I hear from heaven, forgive their sin, and heal their land. We humble ourselves through fasting. This is the key, friends, to see our land healed. In Esther chapter 3, prayer and fasting can change a nation, friends. Esther chapter 3, the edict goes out, destroy Israel, destroy, annihilate the Jews. Esther called the people of God to prayer and fasting for three days. God worked a miracle and the nation was not destroyed. I want to suggest that an edict has gone out from the dark regions of hell to destroy Christianity and the nation of New Zealand. To put out the light of the gospel and to do as much damage in our nation as possible. We that were 20, 30, 30, 40 years ago, God's own land is now considered in many nations as a mission field and people are sending missionaries to our nation because this edict has gone out, destroy the light of the gospel in the nation of New Zealand. Do you know that countries like India, Hindu countries, have a greater percentage of Christians, somewhere around 8, 9, 10%, than our own nation of New Zealand, which is probably around, somewhere around 4%. Friends, we are in a downhill decline and we are rapidly deteriorating as a nation. The edict has gone out as it did in the days of Esther to destroy and to damage as much as possible this nation of ours, of New Zealand. But we here at Church Unlimited are here to serve the devil notice that his time is up, that his number has come. He's done as much damage as he's going to do in this nation. He's brought enough devastation. But the church of Jesus Christ in New Zealand is going to rise up as an exceedingly great army. We're going to step into prayer and fasting and we're going to drive out the hordes of hell out of this nation and, and see and see an outbreak of the Holy Spirit. Some of you may wonder, why do we go on and on and on endlessly, relentlessly about New Zealand and beyond? I'll tell you why. Because we are after a nation that is in the grip of the enemy, that is being devastated on the left and the front. And I, for one, will not stand back and watch my nation go down the drain. I will stand up and fight. I will stand up. We will serve the enemy. Notice! Your time is up. It's time to pray. It's time to fast. It's time to invade and occupy, invade and establish this nation that once more it will be not just the land of the long white crowd, but the land of the great Holy Spirit covering New Zealand from the north to the south, from the Cape to the Bluff. And one of the great keys to this, I believe, Biblically and historically, before every great move of God, the people turned to prayer and they turned to fasting. And we're doing that now. We've been doing it for a long time, but we're stepping it up to another gift. Will you join us, please? Amen. <laughs> Grab your form, will you? Just fill it in next couple of minutes. We're going to get them collected before we sing. With practical guidelines, you know, drink plenty of fluids. If you fast more than a day or two and you've not done it before, get some good advice. 
How long to fast? Well, don't start with seven days if you've never done it before. Just try something. Just get underway with it. And while you're fasting, make sure you spend plenty of time in prayer and in the Word. And as you pray and fast, expect great rewards. Follow the pattern of Jesus. Discover God's assignment for your life. Release your greatest moments. Enjoy your breakthrough and help change this nation and the nations of the world. Church Unlimited is on fast forward. I'm on fast forward. Over the next 10 days, you also can step into fast forward for your life.